Hi guys, welcome to the first episode of the MassCast podcast. This is basically just going to be me talking all things bodybuilding, lifestyle and just answering your guys' questions. The way I'm going to do this is I'm going to put uh, questions up on Instagram and the one, the most majority of the ones I get back are the ones I'm going to be making my podcasts on and eventually I'm going to start putting in some little Q&As at the end as well just to cover and get as much value out as I possibly can. Now, today's episode is going to be on dirty bulking versus lean bulking. Now, what the difference is between these is dirty bulking is essentially eating as much food as you can, getting as many calories in as you, as many calories in as you can, compared to a lean bulk, which is purely eating for muscle mass gain whilst minimizing the amount of fat you're going to put on. Now, you could potentially structure dirty bulk to minimize fat gain a little less, obviously just by dropping calories on non-training days and making sure you don't overdo that fat intake. But just for just for this podcast, podcast I'm going to just assume that the dirty bulk is going to be someone who's a beginner and been taught, well, social, through social media, been taught that dirty bulking is their only way to put size on if you're a skinny kid that can't put on weight and then obviously in regard to a lean bulk i'm just going to go through your average bodybuilder standpoint and how you'd go about that now i'll start with a dirty bulk and i think i think now on social media it's really easy to get caught up in this aesthetic teenager vibe that in the sense that all these kids on social media mainly the teenagers like your gymshark athletes who are lean all year round and all you see them eat on social media is shit. And I think a lot of that is having an impact on new new beginners in the gym. And they're thinking, right, we need to copy what these people are doing. We need to get as much food as we can down, down my throat in order to build muscle. And realistically, that's not the way you want to go about it. Well, with a dirty bulk, there are going to be advantages and disadvantages, as well as a lean bulk but the disadvantage size of a dirtier bulk is going to be much there's going to be much more to it now in order to build muscle you need to be eating a certain amount of certain amount of protein obviously for protein synthesis and that's obviously going to be in regards to body weight and with carbs that's going to be in regard to activity levels so majority of people tend to eat two grams of protein per kilo in body weight and carb intake something you work up over time based off activity levels and energy output. Now, if you're dirty bulking, there's going to be no real structure to your calories. You're just going to be eating what's available to you. So, in the long term of things, your energy balance is going to be off as well, which is going to lead to an increase in fat gain. Now, a dirty bulk will lead to muscle gain. As long as you are eating the calories required to build muscle, you are going to get bigger, you are going to get stronger, and you are going to progress in the gym. But the way I look at it is what is the point of working so hard to put all that muscle on if you can't see it? And all you're going to do is shorten the amount of, shorten the amount of off-season time you have before you have to pull back on that fat. And I think a lot of people definitely get lost in this off-season dirty bulking mode and use it as an excuse to put on extra fat. 
and then just you and then just say to people, "Oh, I'm balking. It's fine. I'm balking. It's fine." You should still have abs when you're balking. Like these b- b- proper bodybuilders still have viewable abs when you're balking because they take the correct approach to it in minimizing body fat. Now, going into a dirty bulk, a lot of the time you are going to not be tracking steps. You're not going to be monitoring any any sort of energy balance at all. So a lot of the food you will be eating won't even be utilized. So for example, say you're dirty bulking on 3,000 calories a day of just dirty bulk food. So this could be literally cookies, muffins, anything, literally anything you can get your hands on. Now, say you're only burning 1,900 calories a day, just walking around, you're just chilling basically, you're not doing much. And this is a non-training day, for example. There's so much there's so much calories and energy there that isn't being used. Now, the way you work off calories and how you up your food is calories in, calories out. So if you're not expending at least enough energy to get into a slight surplus and you're leaving like 600 plus calories into that surplus, it's going to lead to fat gain. And obviously this comes to where you're getting your macro macronutrients from as well so if you're getting it from cookies there's obviously going to be a higher fat to carb ratio there whereas if you're getting it from a bagel and just because it's high calories doesn't obviously mean it's better for you so that is something you need to think about when dirty bulking is obviously the excess calories you're getting and in a sense the best way you could possibly go about a dirty bulk is if you're struggling to put weight on obviously this might be the best thing for you but for everyone, it's not going to be. So you want to put yourself in that slight surplus and keep your energy balance regulated. That's the least you can do when dirty bulking. This will at least try and stop that increase in mad amounts of fat gain. Now, when it comes to a body composition point of things, especially for a dirty bulk, you're obviously going to lead to more fat gain which isn't going to look nice because all that hard work you get work everything you're working for you won't be able to see so in the long run is it really worth it i think not stress stress on your digestion system digestive system uh if you're eating a lot of food all the time you're not giving anything a break so over time you're going to feel sluggish you're going to struggle to eat your meals and it's just not going to have a positive positive impact on you all and it comes down to health markers as well. You're going to have a high cholesterol. You're going to have high blood pressures. You need to really be thinking about where you're getting these sources from. Just because it's high in carbs, high in protein, doesn't potentially mean it's good. Because obviously there's going to be a sugar and fat aspect to it as well. Especially if those fats are coming from saturated trans fats. Things you don't potentially need in a diet to make progress. Now... Compared to a lean bulk where you would purely, you'd set yourself your fat and protein intake, obviously protein intake for 2 grams per kilo and your fat intake of 1 gram per lean kilo. Now your carbs, you'd work off an energy balance like I said before. So you'd put yourself in a slight surplus and go off that and aim for a half a pound weight, half a pound gain in weight every week. That's a good that's a good rate to go at for an off season. Now, over time our metabolisms will adapt to 
the food we are eating and and you will potentially stop progressing in the gym on that food this may take weeks to months to actually hit this point but then that's the point in which you then increase food again and that's the potential way you'd progress on the lean bulk and also on non-training days just because that energy requirement isn't there you drop off carbs a bit once you've hit your fat intake and your protein intake that that stays static but your carbs will drop down on your non-training days just because the need for that extra energy isn't there and this will obviously lead to better body composition and it will minimize your fat gain full stop and when it comes to progressing in the gym you can definitely still progress perfectly well on a lean bulk there's no difference to the rate of strength on a dirty bulk to the rate of strength on a lean bulk because you're still getting you're still going to be utilizing the same amount of food either way it's just extra stuff that you're putting into your body that makes a difference so for me personally if i was dirty bulking compared to a lean bulk the only thing the dirty bulk's doing is giving me that extra fat and carbs that i don't need so i don't see any reason whatsoever to go about a dirty bulk and it's potentially beginners that fall into this trap yes if you're really skinny and you need to pack on some weight you could go about a dirty bulk for the beginning but when you generally start taking things a bit more serious and eventually when the body fat starts to show on your physique i'd definitely drop back then and then come come into a lean bulk approach now personally for me my experience with uh dirty bulking the way i went about it was it started off as a lean bulk and then things slowly got out of hand and it led to me getting into a condition that wasn't good at all i think i started at around 22 percent body fat which isn't it's not it's not the greatest body fat percentage to be at but i wasn't extremely overweight i was just somewhere in the middle and by the end of what was supposed to be a lean bulk i was 35 percent body fat and this was purely because I wasn't taking the small things into consideration like energy balance. So I was eating more calories, a lot more calories than I was expending. Uh, I was doing minimal steps every day. I was probably doing around 5k steps eating 4,000 calories a day. And when it comes to stuff like sauces on foods, the small things you don't think about are the things that obviously lead to this extra fat gain. So are you having full fat uh, mayos, etc.? So they're the things that I didn't really think about that led to me getting into condition that I was in. And obviously I put myself in that position and then I had to pull back on so much fat over the next four months I was cutting for, which was an aggressive fat loss stage as well. And I went down from 35 to 20 in just over eight weeks so that, that was a big that was a big fat loss period that i had to go through which wasn't easy at all because this was potentially meant to be a contest prep which ended up getting cancelled due to the corona situation but that could have easily been avoided just with just with me taking a more knowledgeable approach to my nutrition and this is the same situation a lot of people will fall into so you have to make sure you're being accountable for everything you possibly can be. So steps, uh, obviously sources, 
sleep, everything, uh, nutrition timing. Now I'll get onto this a bit in a minute. But my uh, my genuine experience with dirty bulking has taught me so much about things that I need to be more careful of, careful around when it comes to nutrition. And obviously, this is a learning process. You can only learn by going wrong in the long run. Unless you had someone there from the get-go, you're only going to get better by making mistakes. So that's basically the do's and don'ts of a lean bulk and how you'd go about that. Now, nutritional timing. Uh, On a dirty bulk approach, there's not going to be the breakdown of carbs that you'd have on a lean bulk. So it's going to be a bit harder to separate the heavy carb meals from your lower carb meals purely because you are consuming such a high amount of carbs and fats on a daily basis every day. Whereas on a lean bulk, you'd have your carb, you'd maybe have a small amount of carbs for your first two meals and then say you'll train in midday to have your post-workout meal, which could be anywhere between 50 to 100 carbs. Then you could have your well, I mean pre-workout meal, which would be anywhere between 50 and 100. Then your post-workout meal, which could be anywhere between 100 to 250 carbs. And obviously, those carbohydrates are utilized a lot better around that peri-workout window. Which in the long run, which in the long run, obviously, have a better, better, have a better effect on body composition. And then with a dirty ball, things like that you won't be taking into consideration. So you're going to be having heavy carb meals, it's heavy carb meals all day, which are just going to lead to extra body fat. And it's the same again. It's just it just doesn't make sense logically to do. And it's the same with, with obviously fats. Post workout meal, you tend to uh, not have a lot of fats in. Purely for digestive reasons, they're hard, much harder to break down. So you wouldn't really include them as much in a post-workout meal. Whereas if you're dirty bulking, the, your sources of carbs are going to decide how much fat is in each of these feedings. So that's another way things can easily get out of hand. And when it comes to protein, you want to leave two to three hours between feedings purely for protein synthesis to come to do its job to come down to a baseline for muscle protein breakdown to work now obviously if you're dirty bulking again you're going to be constantly feeding and you could structure this in a dirty bulk relatively well it's just there's probably a large amount of people who don't who are constantly snacking on protein bars etc and you there's these people that will probably be eating these protein bars which are 15 grams of protein in which isn't even enough to cause that spike in protein synthesis anyway so that protein isn't going to be going to be utilized and it's small things like that, just realizing small things in your nutrition that make the difference in the long run so when you're dirty bulking you're having constant feedings yes you could break down your protein feedings potentially and just have carb fat meals in a sense well yeah they'll just be carb fat meals because you need to let that protein synthesis come down to a baseline and when doing that you could potentially that would be the best way to go about increasing muscle making sure you're increasing muscle as well as you could nutrition wise on a dirty bulk but the carb front of things on a dirty bulk that's going to be much harder to maintain when it comes to nutritional timing just because 
you're eating such a high amount of carbs with the fats. Now, I want to get on to something else regarding just a few messages I've had about people wanting to bulk up. And a lot of beginners message me saying, I'm eating this, that, and I'm not seeing any results in weight. And I think a lot of people then go on to thinking a dirty book's the only way. But have you got all these other boxes ticked first before you go into a a dirty bulk as your only option? So I'll just take an average, average teenager who's only just started training is eating four meals a day and it's trying to bulk up and these are just your average average meals so you might wake up just have a bowl of cereal have a school dinner come home have some toast and then have a meal cooked and maybe snacking in between so obviously your food intake relies heavily goes heavily hand in hand with your energy the amount of energy you're expending so you need to make sure you've got yourself in that surplus first and a lot of the time, people realise they're not eating enough food in general. A couple of people that have messaged me about meal plans, etc., and I've done them the plans, and these are plans to lose weight, and they're saying this is too much food to eat, and this could be anything between two, 200 to 300 carbs, which isn't really a lot, but it's not too little either, and people complain that's too much. So you need to understand what actually needs to be eaten for that weight gain. And obviously, if you're doing less activity, your food's going to be a lot lower compared to someone who does more. So if you were on a 5,000 steps, you'd probably eat, you'd be eating a considerable less amount of carbohydrates compared to someone who was active all day doing 15,000 steps a day. And it's these things you need to understand when you're going into a gaining phase to make sure you're doing everything possibly as best as you can. Sorry, I don't know what happened there. My mic cut out. Yeah, as I was saying, you need to make sure you're doing these things as best as you possibly can and being accountable for all these small things. And when it comes to a training perspective on a dirty bulk, yeah, you are going to be seeing an insane amount of results strength-wise and energy-wise. But will that translate over to the look? Definitely not. Because... You will not see what you are putting on with that fat gain. And that's especially going to be an unhealthy thing for your mental health as well. Imagine going to the gym for years on end in a dirty bulk. And you look in the mirror and you look like shit. Bear in mind, you know, well you won't know, but that muscle will be there. Just it'll be under those layers of fat. So that can be really unmotivating as well. So compared to a lean bulk, when you're going in, you're seeing progression in your lifts as well as your physique. That's so much more to work off to keep yourself motivated in training and working towards your goal. Now, I want to get on to another topic as well in this podcast, which is going to be training, how to approach training in a gaining phase. This is mainly a beginner question. If you're advanced, obviously, you'd know, you'd know this. Well, I had a question saying, I'm going into a bulk, so potentially does that mean I need to lift heavier weights compared to lightweights? And there's no decider of what amount of weight you lift. You purely just go off the mechanisms of hypertrophy, which are mechanical tension, blood flow, and muscle damage. 
So your mechanical mechanical tension sets are your five to nines overloading your muscle, your heavy ass working sets. They're the sets that are going to force that adaptation to grow. And the only difference regarding weights are the weights you'd use are in a bulk compared to a court. Obviously, if you're in a court, you'd you'd maybe drop back on the on the weight a bit just so you don't have the energy and you could do yourself damage just because you're not physically there as much as you are when you are bulking and you have that energy there and you're feeling a lot better. So in regards to training on a bulk, it's mainly the same. You just work off those mechanisms in your your load sets, your back off sets, and then obviously your muscle damage, the things you do for muscle damage, there's loads of things you could do. You could do bands, obviously, elongated eccentrics which cause more more muscle damage in the concentric so regarding that there's no there's no difference in how you should be training you should still be training hard you should still be training to failure and you should still be training with a lot of intensity and i just want to tell you a little story about when i first started training and i'm not going to say i did anything right because i definitely didn't compared to what i know now but when i first started training i was eating fuck all and I remember there was this uh, supplement called anabolic mass. And I remember my brother and his mates used to say, yeah, this is strong. You'll, this will get you strong as fuck. Uh, there was, I think there was like 700 calories per two scoops. And I remember it was 50 quid. I saved up for it and bought this anabolic mass. I remember going to school, gassing to people saying, yeah, I've got this. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be strong. And obviously, I was eating in a deficit at the time without realising. I was just going to the gym, eating fuck all all day, maybe literally. I didn't even eat breakfast. I went to school, had some sandwiches, came back, had a couple slices of toast and trained and had my tea. So I was in a deficit without even realising. And when I got this shake, this was the first surplus I generally went into. The first time in my training, I went into that surplus. And I, I think... I was deadlifting two plates and a 10 for around five to six reps at the time. And then after three weeks of me absolutely smashing this shake off like uh, four or five scoops a day, every single day. So I was probably getting at least an extra, just an extra 2000 calories at least, obviously including the milk a day, which put me nicely into that surplus. Obviously my activity level is relatively low. I was only training three, four times a week. But I remember going into the gym, I was feeling good, I was feeling strong as fuck. And I remember walking up to the three plates on the bar, and everyone in the gym, like, there was the powerlifters there, there was obviously meatheads, the fucking idiots that don't know what they're doing. Everyone was watching me, and I remember literally ripping this bar up off the ground. And that was it, like, my view then was fucking eat. Like, you need to eat, like... Because this was the first genuine result from eating that I ever got in the gym. And this was probably six months into training. And at this point, this was like, yeah, 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 like, like I've got this now. I need to start eating. And to be honest, I didn't fucking eat at all. I just kept having this shake. Uh, I put a little bit of body fat on. Then I thought, fuck this, I'm getting fat. Took the shake out, stopped having that, went back to eating, fuck all. I still progressed in the gym slightly, but not nowhere near what I could have if I was actually eating what I needed to eat. And it's only, it was only when I left school and started my first year in college that I generally understood this, this eating to grow. 
and how it actually worked and that's how that lean bulk that i just told you about started which ended up getting out of hand and the food i was eating in that bulk it wasn't even bad food i think i was waking up having two bagels going to college just like pasta tuna chicken rice mince rice getting and then i was training getting home porridge and obviously i was having a couple takeaways a week which weren't needed but i wasn't really at that point i never really wanted to be a competitive bodybuilder or have the view on bodybuilding that i do now so that was definitely an experience in me learning what i do and don't need to do in regards to eating so yeah i think i'm gonna wrap the podcast up there thank you for listening i hope you've enjoyed if there's any other topics you want me to cover uh, send me a message over on one of my socials and i'll see you in the next one